0: Zach Lowe, the NBA season has already started, but we're about to embark on an NBA first, an in-season tournament that some believe is huge for the NBA and others believe is maybe a little gimmicky and needs some tweaking. And almost everyone still has a bunch of questions about. But before we clear everybody's question queue, uh, was curious, when did you first hear about this concept? Oh, years ago.
1: It's been the NBA's dream for at least five years, probably. It's been in the ether of, oh, they'd like to do this. Maybe this will be the year they propose this at the Board of Governors. Here's exactly how this would work, or here's one way this could work. It's been mentioned for quite a long time.
0: I remember throughout Adam Silver's tenure, there being conversations of, hey, if the NBA is a global game, let's sort of follow these model of these international soccer leagues and create another enticing in-season tournament for our league. Was that basically what the thought process was?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, A, make the regular season matter a little bit more. So, you know, another team will win something There's not just one champion at the end of the season, although really, when we're being serious, there is going to be one NBA champion, but still, there'll be Hmm. another thing that you can win. And to win it, you need to care about a subset of regular season games, maybe more than you would have otherwise, which means more of your stars will play, maybe more of your stars will play more minutes. I do think when it comes down to kind of the final segment of group games where you know, maybe a berth in the quarterfinals is going to be decided. I think that will be a cool night. And I think people will watch the quarterfinals, the semifinals, and the finals. I also don't think it's a complete coincidence that the league finally kind of found a way to get this into its schedule in the year in which they're negotiating their next broadcast rights
0: deal for <laughs> Right?
1: Any Any boost to ratings, attendance, all that stuff will help, at least on the margins there.
0: The rhythms of the NBA regular season have been remarkably consistent since the 82-game schedule was introduced in the 1960s, a grueling six-month march toward the playoffs where, from night to night, the importance of any one game can often feel pretty negligible. But starting this Friday, the league embarks on a new venture that it hopes will raise the intensity of its fall calendar. So today, Zach Lowe explains the new in-season tournament and tells us how it's more than a gimmick. That the players actually will care and why it should be plenty of fun. I'm Israel Gutierrez. It's Tuesday, October 31st. This is ESPN Daily.
2: Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
0: Okay, Zach, as we mentioned, people have a lot of questions about the in-season tournament. Let's start with explaining just how it works. In the simplest, shortest terms you can, just let me know how this is all set up.
1: Well, everyone knows group play from soccer tournaments, right? Like, you bucket the teams into groups, and then they all play each other, and then people come out of there depending on how you play in the group so there are six groups of five teams each six times five is 30 uh, three western conference groups three eastern conference groups the groups are semi-random in that they are meant to uh, have a total cross-section of team quality from the previous season at least so you have an elite team a couple good teams and a bad team from last season so all those teams will play each other head-to-head once the six group winners will advance to the quarterfinals. Two other wild card teams who will be essentially the best number two teams from each conference will also advance to the quarterfinals. So that's eight teams. And from there, it gets very easy. It's just a single elimination tournament. Mm-hmm. And the final four go to Las Vegas for a big hoopla for the semifinals and the finals. So group play six group winners, two wild cards. There's a whole bunch of complicated tiebreakers in case teams tie. And We can get into
0: that if you really want. I think we can bypass the tiebreaker talk, but I do think some of the source of confusion from folks is sort of how it fits into the regular season, right? As you mentioned, these groups were decided based on last year's records to try to keep things as even as possible, but you look at that West Sea bracket and you've got the Sacramento Kings, the Golden State Warriors, the Minnesota Timberwolves, the Oklahoma City Thunder, and Victor Wenbinyama. That looks like a pretty tough group, What's the league done to make sure the full regular season schedule is competitively balanced, even though there are also these tournament games to mix once you get to the playoffs?
1: Well, there's there's really not that much difference. Because they bucketed the groups by conference, you're going to play all of these teams a lot of times, either three or four times anyway. So the regular season schedule is, is basically the same. These games all count toward the regular season schedule. Except for the final game, which will just sort of be an exhibition game for the championship and the money that goes with it. But the regular season schedule has not changed uh, very much at all. So the winner of the tournament, Zach, gets what exactly? They get $500,000 per player, which I know there will be a lot of sort of... um, snickering on, oh, NBA players, that's pocket change. But it's not. like If you're making the minimum, which is $1.5 to $2 million, that's 25% of your salary. Even if you're making $5 million, that's 10% of your salary. And if someone came to you right now and said, hey, would you just like 10% of your salary now, more than you're making? Like, Yeah, everybody would take that. For some players, it's going to be a big deal. And I do think the league is kind of banking on, okay, star X makes $50 million a year, And his co-star makes $35 million a year. So, yeah, this is not a huge impact financially for them. But they also are friends and teammates with these other guys for whom it would mean something. We're going to all play kind of for each other and for the honor of the game.
0: Yeah, and, you know, once you get to the knockout rounds, as we mentioned, the top eight teams are going in a single elimination tournament, which, you know, for some of these players might be the first time they've experienced something like that if they didn't go to the NCAA tournament on their own. But it's also the potential matchups. You've got LeBron, you got Steph, Durant, Giannis, Jokic. When we get to this single elimination tournament part of it, seems pretty tantalizing, doesn't it? Yeah, I think it'll be fun. I mean, the NBA is generally
1: a fairly predictable league in the postseason, right? Best of seven series are long. The best team usually wins. The top seeds have home court advantage. Um, It's not super predictable, but by sports standards, it's generally predictable, especially compared with March Madness, which is so random and unpredictable. As to be like a must see TV event, and I think the NBA and a lot of pro sports leagues don't want that degree of just like one game. Your whole season can go down the tubes, right? But it's it's cool to introduce it in an element like this, and I, I do think fans are are going to like it because it's just to me it, the whole the whole in season tournament to me is just almost no harm no foul. Like what 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 is the downside of doing it? If the downside is a lot of people saying it's gimmicky. I think no one's going to care about this. That's not really a downside. That's just sort of noise that you deal with and, and see how it goes.
0: Now, some of the things that the NBA has done, have, they've tried to make it easier for the fans, because when you're talking about these regular season games versus the tournament games, there might be trouble differentiating if it just feels like a conference game. So what has the league done to make that easier for fans to understand what they're watching?
1: Yeah, I think that was actually kind of sneakily the most important part of all this is that you're going to have games that double as regular season games and group play games. And when that concept was first sort of floating around, I thought, well, how am I going to just be like, how am I going to know that this Wolves-Pelicans game, whatever, is is a group play game right. when going on at the same time is this, you know, Nets-Rockets game that is not a group play game, but they're both regular season games but they mean a different thing in this other thing that's floating around in space somewhere. That's going to be weird. And the NBA has done, I think, a really good job addressing that. And they've created these nights in November, every Tuesday and Friday night, all the games are going to be group play games. They're going to all be regular season games too, because that's how it works. But they're all going to be group play games. So any game you're watching that night is going to be a group play game. Every team has a brand new basketball court, like a literal floor, just for use in these games. Hmm. The floors are wild and colorful and look absolutely nothing like anything that's happened before in the NBA. They would look nothing like a team's home court. I assume the broadcast will have all sorts of bells and whistles and words indicating, hey, this is a group play thing. This is a different game. So I think particularly to me, it's it, the colorful ones and the colorful courts that will jump off the screen. I, I just think the simple idea of on these nights all of these games or group play games was like the most important thing the NBA did. Because that's easy. Everybody can understand that.
0: Zach, it feels like since I've been covering the NBA, the one phrase that you always hear is the season doesn't really start until Christmas. It feels like the NBA is purposely saying, hey, this November, we're making these games events. It actually might matter to players and fans.
1: Yeah, and I think the timing was interesting and tough sometimes for the nba to find the sweet spot for actually where to put these games there was talk at some point about should the christmas games be part of this and i think Mm -hmm. the conclusion was that like christmas does fine on its own those games rate hugely they don't need any help and then it just becomes a a sort of tetris problem of okay we don't want to go super hard up against football we don't want to wait too long because then the trade deadline might come into play and teams will be different then than they were before the trade deadline we don't want to mess with march madness either which is after the trade deadline so it was just sort of like where does this actually fit and they landed on you know what let's just kind of start it out of the early in the season and see how it goes
0: okay zach after the break let's get our heads around what may play out on these very colorful courts
2: Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you people wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first one or for your fashionista mom who likes to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate with them both. You can shop by price anywhere from $25 and under to, say, 100 bucks and below. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags and more or gift lists like for the mom who has everything or even pre-wrapped gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras and Samsung Smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th and it'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered.
0: So I want to get back to whether or not these players involved in this because, yes, the court will be different. Yes, they will call them tournament games. But will they actually feel different to the players participating? And when you think about everybody being involved and you think about some of these younger teams that maybe don't have playoff experience— there might be a bit of a boosting element to them, right? Hey, give me an opportunity to win a tournament-style game against the best of the best and see if I don't come out on top of this. Is that something that seems like a natural motivating factor for some of these younger teams? I, I think the first couple group play games, it's going to be interesting the degree to which, you know, how
1: many questions are the players getting before and after the games about this very subject? And does just that sort of act of talking about it make it more of a thing for them. I could also see the first couple of games kind of coming off without much hype because it's early in the group stages. But I do think those last couple games of group play, like if Charlotte enters that game, you know, two and one in group player with a shot to get to the quarterfinals, I do think those players will care. And I do think players will care in the quarterfinals and semifinals. Is it going to be like NBA finals level intensity? Maybe not. But I think players generally, like if there's something to win... They they go for it. I I just think this is gonna be well received as a lark at the very least. And and that there will be a young and up and up and coming team. It doesn't even have to be young, just a team that probably knows in the actual NBA season we're not gonna make any noise.
0: But here we are, two and one after three group play games. Why not why not go for it and have some fun? In terms of the league, obviously it would probably help if they had their bigger stars in these quarterfinal, semifinal, and final games, from what you're hearing, from the sense that you're getting, the Steph Currys, the LeBron James, the Kevin Durants, are they going to have to be convinced or are they just going to experience it and see how this goes? I think it's more of the latter.
1: I don't, I don't think, I mean, those guys are all competitors. They're all going to play. And if they play, they're going to play hard and they're going to play to win. I don't think they're necessarily going to come out and be like, yeah, we're going to leave it all on the floor for the in-season cup. You know, let's play with <laughs> I want to play all 48 tonight because it's game number three of the group play stages and I really want that in-season cup. But I I think they're going to play as they normally play and then, you know, sometimes you get into, even, you see even all-star games the last six or eight minutes, all of a sudden it locks in and it becomes a real game with real intensity. Like some sometimes that stuff just kind of happens in like a semi-final matchup, a final matchup, quarterfinal matchup, a last night of group play when, hey, there's actually like the the top of this group is at stake in this head to head game like we might get a game like that. I do think you're going to have a couple of games at least that sort of organically
0: become really intense games. Yeah, I agree. I think in terms of comparing to the playoffs, the big difference probably won't be intensity, although I don't think it'll reach, you know, NBA Finals level of intensity, but the lack of preparation, right? You're not preparing for the same team for a seven-game series. It's one game, obviously, when when you get to the elimination rounds, and it's one and done. And so, yeah, you might have an offensive explosion even though teams are trying to play defense.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, and that's what's the fun of of a one game can mean everything. If Trey Young has 50 because he makes three logo threes in the first half and gets hot, like, the Hawks win. All of a sudden, the Hawks win. That's a good point about the coaching. I don't think we're going to see playoff-level scouting reports and coaches' right. meetings and just all-in one opponent-specific game planning for these games, and that's okay, too. I mean, you'll see some because every night has a little bit of that in the NBA, like, oh, we're facing this guy, we're going to do this. But I don't think it's going to be nearly the degree that you see, you know, even in game one of a playoff series, you see stuff that you wouldn't see between those teams in the regular season strategic tweaks. I I don't think we're going to quite
0: see that. And and again, that's that's fine. Zach, I doubt winning the NBA Cup can springboard a team to a playoff run. But what about an individual? Is there somebody that's maybe on the cusp that can start in this tournament really well and have you saying, man, that guy just made a big leap? How many springboards do we have now? We have the Team
1: USA springboard. <laughs> we have the Summer League springboard for younger players. The All-Star, is there an All-Star game springboard? I Maybe think this so. could be another yes. springboard. Um, I mean, sure. Why? It, again, like, so many of these games are going to blend in as regular season games that it's going to be hard to discern, like, this guy's playing really well in, in the tournament because the tournament is going to start and stop. But yeah, maybe, you know, I a, a team that I'm just generally curious about and was high on, higher than consensus on, I think, before the season, I think the Kings are a pretty legit good team. And mm-hmm. I, not only that, like their over-under was 44 and a half. They won 48 games last year. They were the third seed. And I was hammering, telling people, if I were a betting man and I'm not, that's one of the overs that I love. And part of the reason I love it Is And now De'Aaron Fox has just suffered an injury to his ankle. We'll see how long he's out. But part of the reason I love it is I think the Kings are very well aware of the skepticism that they can replicate what they did last year. And they've heard the lines of, oh, they were healthy all year. They'll never be that healthy again. And blah, blah. The West around them has, has upgraded. And it's the same cast of players, actually, with a couple of additions. So they have the benefit of continuity. And they're all hearing this. And I think they're kind of eager to show like, oh, no, no, that was a real thing that happened last year. And by the way, we might have beat the Warriors in the first round if De'Aaron Fox, our best player, didn't break the tip of his index finger on his shooting hand in the middle of the series. I think he certified himself last year as a guy, a a clutch guy, a big game guy, a tough gamer, upped his game across the board. I could see them kind of having fun with this. And I could see Fox as a guy who's like, oh, this is another stage for me. I'm, I'm cool.
0: Let's do it. Now, this might sound crazy because there's never been one of these and you have no idea how this is going to play out. But if you were to pick a team that, and this might be sort of a preview to what you think might be a sleeper team overall, but if you might pick a team that is going to come out hot and have some semblance of a run through this tournament, who would you pick? So I've already had
1: to pick this on NBA Today. And it was literally, give me a hot take for the in-season tournament. (laughs) So I said, you know what? There's not going to be anything hotter than I just pick a random team to win the in-season tournament for absolutely no reason other than I kind of like that team and I think they can win their group. And so I'm already on record. I can't go back now, despite that they have not looked great in their first two games of the season as we're recording this. I have already picked the Minnesota Timberwolves to win the entire in-season tournament for absolutely almost no reason other than I think their ceiling is is pretty decently high uh it hasn't looked that way through the first two games and i'm like you know they're in a good group they're in are they in the group of death is there a group of that of death i don't know but they can they could get out of their group and i'm so why not why not pick minnesota it's a dumb pick
0: but i've already done it and i can't go back now I'd call it a group of discomfort if you're going to pick one. And I'd say Anthony Edwards is probably a good player to ride in terms of saying, hey, he's going to try to prove something this year. Might as well get started early. So I actually don't hate that pick. I
1: mean, I could pick... the Anybody could pick the Nuggets. The Nuggets have right. the Clippers who who knows if they're healthy the through all these games. The Pelicans, same Dallas, same. You know, I could anybody could do that. I'll pick the to have some fun. It's in season tournament.
0: I just want you to imagine for a second exactly how excited Nikola Jokic is gonna be if he wins the first NBA Cup. <laughs> <laughs> he,
1: he, you may actually have to ask him, hey, did you were you aware that
0: this was a group play game tonight? <laughs> how how up for this did you get? Because he may not realize. Well, we'll all be watching to see how much traction this tournament gets as it gets started. And who knows? Maybe it'll give us plenty to talk about.
1: And we're going to have, I mean, eight teams obviously are going to make the quarterfinals. Chances are it's not all going to be chalk. We're going to get through, again, the first three games of the play-in tournament with one group game left or whatever it is. And we're going to be, oh, the, the Pistons are 3-0? and That's weird. How did, how did that happen? And once you once then there just becomes sort of a self-sustaining momentum, right? Like, if we're 3-0, like, wh- why not Why not try to keep winning this thing?
0: It feels like Zach will all be figuring out together, but over the next five weeks should be some fun moments. Thanks for your time.
1: No problem. Thanks for having me.
0: The NBA's in-season tournament tips off this Friday night with seven games on the docket, including Knicks at Bucks and Mavs at Nuggets on ESPN. I'm Israel Gutierrez. This has been ESPN Daily. I'll talk to you tomorrow.